Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Please be seated. In his post-apocalyptic novel, Those Who Remain, G. Michael Hopp articulates a truth known to historians who study the rise and fall of nations. Hopp said, you may have heard this, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men, they create hard times. This quote is a fitting way to begin today's sermon as it applies to all three of today's readings. Jesus is the Lord. Amen and Alleluia. He is the strongest of men. And he, he alone has created the unending good times of the resurrection, rescuing us from this fallen, post-Edenic hard time that the world has known for thousands of years. In this respect, Jesus is the strong man who ends that cyclical pattern that Hopf observed. Jesus is the strong man who makes all who are his baptized into his name, strong men with him. You, each and every one of you, are strong men in Christ. Yes, even you ladies, you are strong men in Christ. Members of the strong man, members of his body, the church. We are called as Christians to participate in the Lord's work of creating good times in the lives of the lost from which you all came. Bringing these lost, our neighbors, family, friends, co-workers, classmates, mates, you name it, bringing them the good news that Jesus is their Savior, the strong man, and in him, their weaknesses have been resolved completely. And that, dear saints, is what John the baptizer preached in the wilderness, more or less. What kind of man was he? Jesus asks the crowd this very question, didn't he? What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet, indeed, a prophet. John was no weak man. He wasn't soft. We're told in Matthew 3 that John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. Physically, then, John was a hard man, but spiritually he was too. He had character. He had integrity. He was not the sort of man who creates hard times. He was a strong man, and he was sent to prepare the way of the Lord. He was the voice crying in the wilderness, the messenger sent to prepare the way of Christ Jesus. And his work landed him in prison. As we heard, he was in prison 
sending word to Jesus, inquiring about Jesus. And eventually we will hear in Matthew 14 that his time in prison ended when his head was chopped off. I'd say he knew hard times. John was a strong man. But notice something about his work. Notice how Isaiah prophesies the description of his message. Isaiah 40, verses 1 and 2. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned. That she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The strong man, rough and tumble though he be, speaks comforting good news. He speaks the gospel, the good news. And so we learn that good news, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, with its comfort and its pardon, its tender speech, is not at all weak speech. Christians sometimes, the church, oftentimes gets labeled as something that's effeminate. It's, it's for the ladies. You know, I'm going to stay here, honey. You go to church. You bring the kids to church. I'm, you know, I mean, they light candles and the guy wears a dress. I, you go. It's not really for me. I, I, I'm more of a man's man. Yeah, he's not. That argument He's not a strong man. This is where strong men are. This is where the strong man is. And if you want to be a strong man, you want to be in and with him. The message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, the message that you, a, a poor and miserable sinner, are no longer at war with God, but are now at war with the world, that you've been sainted by Christ, by his Holy Spirit, made, made holy is what that means, by his Spirit, saved by Christ, loved by Christ, that isn't a fair-weather message. That isn't soft, wind-blown speech. In fact, that's the most dangerous word anyone can speak. That's warfare with the world, friends. It will land you in prison, make no mistake about it. It will get you beheaded, as we see with John, crucified, Christ and his apostles, or maybe filleted like one of the apostles. How'd you like to have your skin filleted? While you're alive, by the way, stoned to death like Stephen, speared, ostracized by your friends and family members, your co-workers, your classmates, in a word, hated. Can a weak man bear to be hated? No. Can a strong man? Absolutely. To speak this tender word of comfort, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to tell your hearers that they're sinners for whom Jesus came into the flesh to save, to live for, to die for, to tell them that Christ is the only way, period, that he is the highway to God and there is no other, 
to reveal the glory of the Lord to them in the crucified Jew born 2,000 some years ago to tell them that all flesh, including their special precious flesh, is grass and it's all beauty that will fade like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely people are grass, which is to say to tell people, your loved ones, not just random hypothetical people, but your very family members and your friends, your acquaintances, to tell them they will die the eternal death without Christ. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. And if they want to stand with him, they need to believe in him and be brought into him. To tell them that, that Christ is the only way, to tell the people in your life that Jesus died to be resurrected for them so that he could stand forever and they could stand with him forever. Friends, that is the hardest, toughest, grittiest thing a strong man can do. And you know it because we all fail to do it miserably. It is very hard to tell our neighbors about Jesus. And at one level, you're like, why is that so hard? But then you also know why it's so hard because they don't want to hear it. And it's precisely why Paul says what he does in our epistle reading today. What did he say there in 1 Corinthians 4, 1 to 3? He's speaking of the office of the apostle and prophet, the evangelist and pastor, the called and ordained servants of Christ who bring us the good news. And he says, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it's required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me, he says, it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. Now, if we didn't know that these words were written by Paul, if we didn't know where they came from, and we heard these, we'd say, oh, that's an arrogant man. That man is full of pride. He's so haughty and just, I can't believe it. No, that's honest. Paul's not flexing. He's just expressing what it is to be a strong man in Christ. Those are the words of a man who knew hard times. Those are the words of a man preparing the way for the Lord and willing to suffer for it. An apostle carrying on the prophetic office of pointing people to Jesus Christ crucified for the forgiveness of their sins and he just doesn't care what anyone thinks. He is a man with one responsibility and that is to be faithful, to remain faithful to God. He is a man made strong by Jesus and so experiencing the privilege of being made a co-worker in the creation of the good times to come, where when they do finally come, there will be no weak men. Heaven will be populated only with strong men. Strong, not by virtue of your own awesomeness, by virtue of Christ's, because we are all weak men, but only made strong in him. 
this responsibility of Paul's, of the, of the pastors, the evangelists, doesn't exist solely in the pastoral office, though. Every Christian, including all of you, is called to remain faithful to our Lord. That is your one responsibility as well. And so you can adopt these very words of Paul as your own, without arrogance or hubris, but humbly and honestly as a strong man in Christ, alive in hard times, and make no mistake about it, we are alive in hard times. We tend to want to make them softer, which is how we've gotten into the problem we're in in our day and age. We tend to want to, to placate our friends and family members, to, to assuage their, their discomfort when it comes to the Bible. We tend to want to play nice and, and make peace where there is no peace. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be like Christina and throw grenades, maybe even walk away from them. Sorry, a little Bible study reference. Jesus knows that we live in hard times. And that's why Jesus came to redeem us, to redeem you. The times are too hard for us to stand without Jesus. We can't do it. But you are not without Jesus. Not at all. You've been baptized into Christ. You are his. He is in communion with you through his Holy Spirit. He has given you faith in and through his word. And this makes you strong. Precisely when you're weak. You are made the strong men through the means of grace, repentance, and hearing those wonderful words, you are forgiven. Receiving forgiveness into your ears and into your mouth, into your heart. And there is no denying that we have the privilege of participating in the suffering that Christ endured in our hard times. He promised us that we would all bear the cross. We will suffer for his namesake. We endure hardships for his namesake to glorify him. Why? Because he is the strong man. And as his strong men, members of his strong body, the church, you have been given that privilege of participating in creating good times for your hearers who without Christ will know no good times, bringing them the comfort of Christ and telling them the tender message that their warfare with God, it's over in Jesus. It's over. God ended it on the cross where he saved you and where he saved your hearers. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, we read in Isaiah 40, verse 5, and all flesh shall, shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The strongest of men, Jesus Christ, was nailed to the cross in hard times. His glory was hidden in his humility 
And this was precisely to create the final epic, eternal good times in heaven. The new heavens and the new earth, which is for every one of you. Through him and in him. He has come, dear saints, and he will come again. And when he does, these hard times that we know, they will end. And the perfectly good times will finally be ushered in. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.